Hi, I'd like to welcome you to our show. I'm your host, Praying Medic. We're talking about life as a child of God and all things related to his kingdom. Thanks for joining us. If you're a new listener to the show, you can find articles and books and other resources on my website, www.prayingmedic.com. Now let's jump into this week's show. is going on friends hope you're all having a, a good what is it today is today Thursday <laughs> I'm not even sure what day it is cooler weather is in the valley and I am digging it we have a, a big open kitchen dining room area right out here in the house off the back side and we have a window that we open that looks out toward the pool and uh, the birds have been singing like crazy lately. So it's pretty cool. We're enjoying the, the cooler weather and having the windows open. And we're still in the 90s for daytime highs, sometimes 80s. But we are glad October is here. Um, wanted to tell you a couple of things. First of all, I haven't been on Periscope over the last week with the Las Vegas shooting and all the other stuff that's been going on for two reasons. Number one, I, I don't really have anything to say about that other than, you know, praying for the, the families and friends of the victims. God hasn't given me any revelation on that, and I'm trying to stay in my lane. I know everybody else has opinions and views on it, and that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have anything to share with you that's worth hearing. So I've just decided not to say anything about it. I've been waiting for God to speak to me, so that's why I've been off Periscope during the last week. That's not reason number one. Reason number two is I've been doing some research over the last couple of days. I got an email from a guy a couple of days ago. He does voiceover. He's a voiceover artist and he primarily does audiobooks. He records audiobooks for, for authors. And he contacted me about six months ago asking if I would consider letting him record my books on audio. And I was like, oh, gosh. You know, I, I thought about this and talked about it with some friends. And um, I came to two conclusions at that time. One of which was that if I was going to do my books as audiobooks, I would do the audio myself. People want, would like to hear me using my voice uh, reading my own books. No one was really interested in hearing somebody else do my books. Recording an audiobook is fairly time intensive. It takes a lot of time in the studio to record, read every, through everything, edit everything, take out all the mistakes. And it's, it's fairly time intensive and I never really gave serious thought. I kind of put the audiobook thing on the back shelf, didn't think too much about it. Audiobooks have a very small percentage of the market. Um, most people are reading, still reading paperback books or hardcovers. Ebooks have been gaining. In popularity for years. Audiobooks are fairly new, but audiobooks only have about between 11 and 14 percent of the market. So the, the question I've been wrestling with is, is it worth my time, an investment in time, to record and upload an audiobook file to for maybe 25 or 30 people who are going to listen to it? I don't know. That's been a question I've, I've wrestled with for a long time. But this guy emailed me again a couple days ago after I told him no. 
that's <laughs> not interested. Emailed me again and said, hey, you know, I was just wanted to jog your memory and let you know I'm still available. And I just recorded a book for Bill Johnson. And, uh, you know, if you're still interested in thinking about audiobooks, uh, available. And I have a friend who lives in Australia. He has published 30 books. And I think most of them are available on audio. He's like, hey, mate, you need to get with the program. You need to get your books on audio. If you're not going to do it yourself, have somebody else do it. Pay somebody to record your books for you. So this is a thing that's been going on with me for a couple of years. I've been wrestling with it. And after I read this guy's email, I was like, oh, man, you're killing me, Smalls. I got something else that I have to think about, something that's going to take more time, more learning, more research, more equipment. So for the last couple of days, I've been researching what it would take to record audiobooks. Uh, the equipment, how, the, how you record, how you upload the files, all that stuff. And I, I came to the conclusion that it's actually not as difficult as it seems. I have the software that's necessary. I actually have the hardware that's necessary. I learned some things watching some YouTube videos about how to edit the audio file to take out background noise. I watched some YouTube videos from some guys who do this for a living and they showed me some tips that would make it really easy for me to do audio audiobooks. So I have decided I'm going to record my own audiobooks. And that is what I'm going to be doing today. I have a couple of MP3 messages I want to record, but I'm going to start recording my own audiobooks. You can learn anything on YouTube. You really can. I was amazed. <laughs> I'm always amazed when I need to learn how to do something. I'm like, ah, like on YouTube, somebody's probably got a video. You just got to learn, learn how to search for the right keywords. That's what I've been doing for the last few days, is researching how to record audiobooks. And I'm, I decided I'm going to do it. Audiobooks are gaining in popularity. A lot of people like them because they can listen to them on their phones, they can listen to them on their tablets, when they're driving, when they're on their commute to work. So I have been learning over the last few days. While everyone else has been on Twitter and Periscope and Facebook talking about the, the shooting, I've been in the process of learning. The reason why I called you here is not to talk about audiobooks. It is to tell you about a vision and a dream that I had last night that I think most of you are going to find very encouraging. All right. So if you listen to Adam Gingrich, you know that there are a number of things going on in the federal government that could potentially cause a lot of problems for people in government. There is the Awan scandal. Uh, there are 25 Democrat senators, uh, or sorry, congressmen, who are potentially wrapped up in this Awan scandal where they were paying the, the Awan brothers a lot of money to do IT work. And as we're finding out from Judicial Watch and ACLJ, there is some pretty sketchy activity going on. And these Awans are, they were involved in some criminal activity. Congress doesn't want this information coming out. They don't want an investigation. They don't want this prosecuted because it would make a lot of people in Congress, uh, it would expose them and it would potentially cause a lot of them to resign. Congress does not want to talk about this. They don't want to investigate it. They want it to go away. Here's a problem for Congress. And I'll get to the dream and vision in a minute. I just want to explain to you what, what's been going on. There are these situations out there that if they're exposed, if they are talked about in the media, they have, they have a huge potential liability for people in government. So the mainstream media doesn't want to talk about it. But the alternative media, like Judicial Watch, 
and um, ACLJ and citizen journalists and true pundit <laughs> Thomas Paine, they have information that they are bringing out. And although the mainstream media wants to cover this all up, this information is coming out. Uh, they keep digging, they keep digging, and they keep digging, and they're exposing this information. And it, I don't think it's going to go away. So let me tell you about the dream that I had last night. First, I'll tell you about the dream. It was what most people would think was a very boring dream, but it's highly symbolic. So let me tell you about it. In this dream, I was working in something like a state park or a national park or a state forest. Lots of large trees everywhere and roads that went through it. So kind of like a, a big national park. And I knew there were a lot of large trees that were dead, but they hadn't fallen. They were dead and they had leaned and they were being held up by other trees. So you have large trees in the dream. All of a sudden, at once, all these dead trees came down. They came to the ground. I didn't see them all fall, but I was aware that they all came down to the ground virtually like that, all at the same time they just came down. And they were all over this park that I was working at, and they were blocking the roads. Now, as far as I know in the dream, nobody got injured. No cars got crushed, no one got hurt. It's just that these old dead trees all came down to the ground at once. And I was aware, I was on duty working when the trees came down. And I told someone that I was working with, it was like they were working a different shift or a different day of the week than I was. I was giving them report and I said, hey, we had all of these large trees just came down all of, all of a sudden. They're blocking the roads. No one can go anywhere. We, we have to cut up these trees and get rid of them. And it's going to take a long time for us to cut all these trees up and get and call them out and get rid of them. All right. That was the dream. Right. Some of you are already figuring out what this dream means. So, I love that bird. Denise and I sit there and listen to this bird all the time. I love this call. So, I use the Bible to help interpret dreams, and trees are men. If you go to Daniel chapter 4, trees are not only men. Trees are a specific kind of man. So, if you go to Daniel chapter 4, King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. And in the dream, this is the second dream that he had Daniel interpret. Daniel interpreted Nebuchadnezzar's first dream, which was the image of gold, silver, bronze, and clay. That was in Daniel chapter 2. Nebuchadnezzar had a second dream in Daniel chapter 4, and Daniel interpreted that dream. And in the dream, Nebuchadnezzar saw this large tree. This tree grew up into the sky. It was a massive tree, shade for everyone. The birds and animals came and birds nested in it, the animals found shade in it, right? Daniel interpreted the dream, and he told Nebuchadnezzar, O king, you are the tree. That tree symbolizes you. Generally speaking, when you have a dream and you see large trees, they represent leaders, many times political leaders. And in the dream that Nebuchadnezzar had, the tree was cut down, which meant the end of his reign as a political leader for a period of time. And you can read it in Daniel chapter 4. I, if you're interested, go, go read it. The angel actually was sent to remove Nebuchadnezzar's reign for a period of seven years. Nebuchadnezzar went, became insane. And he 
wandered around in the, in the wilderness, living like an animal. And then his reign as king was restored to him. So that was all shown in the dream. In dreams, large trees typically represent leaders. And I think in this dream, it represents political leaders. Let's interpret my dream. If I am currently living in a time and I'm working in an area with other people where there are many political leaders who are effectively dead but have not yet fallen and been removed, what this dream could symbolize is that although these leaders are effectively have no life in them, okay, so symbolically, if the trees are dead, it means they have no life in them. It means they're not producing any fruit. It means they're not being productive. doesn't mean that they're literally dead. It means that they're not productive. They are obstructing the productivity of the forest. All right, now think about Congress. What is Congress doing right now? Congress is obstructing progress. They're preventing good leaders who want to actually enact legislation to make America great again. And the status quo leaders in Washington are preventing this from happening just by being there. Okay, the dead wood needs to be cleared out. So in the dream, I saw all of these trees fall at the same time. They all came down. All right, now think about this. This is interesting. In the dream, the trees were being held up by other trees. <laughs> the useless political leaders were being propped up by other political leaders. And then one day, at one event, something happened. The political leaders who were propping up the useless ones let go, and all of the useless ones fell to the ground. And then it was time to clear them out. I think the dream suggests that there is going to become an event or a series of events in the near future that is going to make useless, ineffective political leaders fall and it's going to allow people like us to clean them out of Congress, to get rid of them. Years ago, this guy that I know who's a, who's a very prophetic leader saw a news headline in a dream and the headline was, Resignation Fever Hits Washington. I believe we're going to see something come in the future that is going to cause a lot of political leaders to resign from office. We're already seeing a number of swampy Republicans decide they're not going to run again. Why are they not running again? Because they know the jig is up. They know something is happening in Congress, in America, that they, that they can see the writing on the wall. They can tell that their time is limited and that there is a critical mass in the United States of voters that have revolted against the establishment. And they can see that critical mass growing. And they can see that their agenda of corruption and nepotism is on the decline. They can see the writing. It's, it's going away. It's losing. The status quo is losing favor. And it's being replaced by people who want to make America great again, who want to drain the swamp, right? So you have swampy GOP leaders who are deciding they don't want to run again. The next thing we need to see happen is we need to see a lot of people resign from Congress. And I think that's the next thing we're going to see. We're going to see people resigning from Congress. People who are actively in office resigning. They're just going to get out because things are going to be exposed and the, the status quo is going to continue to lose favor. And people like us who want to make America great again are going to continue putting on pressure to hold these people accountable. And it's going to get more difficult for them. 
the more we engage the political process, the more difficult it is for them, for the swamp, to continue doing what they want to do. Now I'm going to tell you about the vision that I had right before I went to sleep. Denise and I had just come home from dinner, and I was pretty tired, and I was still dressed. I just flopped on the bed, and I was laying there, and I had my eyes closed, and I saw this vision. And I, and I it's not like I don't see visions very often. You know, I, I do. This one was really interesting. So, <laughs> in the vision, I saw what I can only describe as a swamp. I saw this green, dirty, nasty water, and I saw a man come up out of the water. He emerged from under the water, and he looked like he had been in the wilderness for about three years. He had his scruffy beard, you know, his hair wasn't, wasn't cut, but I could tell it was Steve Bannon. He rose up out of the swamp water, and he had this look of determination on his face like he was going to accomplish something great. He just had this look of determination on his face. So that was the first thing I saw in the vision. Steve Bannon rising out of the swamp with a look of determination on his face. Right after that, I saw another man come up out of the swamp. And it was, uh, again, he looked like he'd been in the wilderness for two or three years, unshaven, hair all straggly. And it was Rex Tillerson. Again, it was, he didn't look like Rex Tillerson on the video yesterday. He had beard, his face was all... It just looked like he'd been in combat out in the wilderness for a long time. And he had this look of absolute determination on his face as he came up out of the swamp. Then I saw a third person come up out of the swamp. And it was General Mattis. His face, again, you could just look in his eyes and see this determination. He came up out of the swamp. So I saw these three people coming up out of the swampy water, rising up with a look of determination on their face. And then I saw George Soros. And he wasn't in the swamp. He was sitting on a bench. Wow, I just got some revelation about the bench. George Soros was sitting on a bench, like a park bench. And he had this usual look of George Soros, you know, some anger, and he just looked like a miserable, angry old man. And then he fell over on the bench, and it looked like he died. He wasn't moving, wasn't breathing, just looked like he died. So, symbolically, what does it mean when someone is put on the bench? It means they are taken out of action. If you're in basketball, okay, the team, the, the players that are on the court are the ones that are scoring the points, and they're playing, they're engaged. When you ride the bench, when you're on the bench, you're out of action. So I saw George Soros on the bench. I think... This vision might mean that there is going to come up out of the swamp some people like Bannon and Mattis and Tillerson who are going to help drain the swamp, help expose the corruption, and put people like Soros on the bench out of business. Now, I don't know if this vision indicates that Soros is going to actually die. He's an old guy. He's in his 80s. Eventually, Soros is going to die. But I think the vision probably portrays the idea that Soros is going to be taken out of action, that his influence in Washington, gone. That would be a good thing. That would be a good thing. And think about this. If Soros is taken out of action and his ability to influence the government is cut off, that will give the swampy creatures in uh, Congress even less reason to stick around. If their financial support from Soros is gone, well, then the swamp loses and maybe we have a whole bunch of large trees falling and being cleared out of the swamp.
So anyway, that is uh, <laughs> that is what God is showing me. Interesting stuff, I think. Uh, just wanted to share with you some some of the things God's been showing me. I would ask you all to pray into that. Uh, pray for revelation. Pray for understanding about what all that stuff means and how you can get involved in helping drain the swamp and make America great again. That's it. I'm going to go. I love you guys. Have an awesome day, and I'll catch you on the next scope. Well, folks, that is our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for dropping by. If you're new to the podcast and you haven't been to my website, you might drop by and check out the articles I have there. If you have any questions or comments about the show, you can contact me at admin at prayingmedic.com. That's A-D-M-I-N at prayingmedic.com. You can also contact me on Facebook and Twitter. I'd like to thank you again for dropping by. I hope you enjoyed the show.